This is not like your regular mob podcast. It's your cool mom podcast. Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Amanda. And, and we, we are Mongols the Podcast. Today we have Arielle Stein on our show, and I'm so excited to introduce Arielle because she is not only a dear friend, but I have watched her grow her business from back when she started. And she is an amazing lifestyle um, and also mom blogger. She is the creator of the motherhood blog, Arielle Loves, and the founder of Jewish Family Magic. So welcome, Arielle. It's so great to have you here. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Liz. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is amazing. So Liz has introduced you, but how would you describe who you are and what you do? I'm fascinated. Thank you for the introduction. I kind of wear a few different hats. So as Liz mentioned, I am the creator behind the motherhood blog, Aria Loves. And that's a lot about my journey as a parent um, of two young kids and our adventures in the city. We live in Brooklyn, New York. I miss you, Liz. Um, I know. (laughs) Some lifestyle content, um, sprinkled in home decor before the pandemic, I shared a lot of travel stuff and hopefully we can get back to that soon. One day Um, soon. I know. And then last year, it's actually almost coming up on the one year anniversary. I launched my second business, which is called Jewish family magic. And it is a platform, um, to support parents of young children to, with resources and inspiration to make Judaism and Jewish living come alive in their homes for their kids. Um, So I'm excited to share more about that. They sort of overlap in some ways, but Ariel Loves definitely showcases more of me and my family and our daily life. And Jewish Family Magic is uh, more of a community platform. And you might see me or my kids here and there, but most of the time it's showcasing recipes, activities, crafts that you can do with your kids around the Jewish holidays. How fun. You can't see me, but I'm like clapping as you're talking. Um, because I'm so I'm so proud and I feel like I've seen your whole journey grow as you started. Like I think we met when you first started we Ariel Loves. Did. So yeah, I reached out to you. I was actually living on in Brooklyn. I know. And I actually, I was like, who's this stalker? But I took a chance. (laughs) I was like, she seems really awesome and relatable and somebody that I could be friends with. And I was like, sure, let's meet for coffee. And you were like picking my brain on blogging. And we also had kids the same age. So I was like, yeah, let's get together. And it created like such a great friendship that I'm so grateful, especially during this pandemic when I moved away and I had a baby and I felt so all Mm -hmm. alone. We have this great like mommy blogging community of friends that we all reached out during this time. And I felt like it was almost like we never, I never left Brooklyn and I had you all along. So thank you for that. And I feel like you've created this niche in the online space for Jewish women. And there's, I don't know, there's not many accounts that are quite like yours. And I've been so grateful to be able to kind of explore my Jewish heritage and bring that to my family. And I'm, I, I, I have to say, there's nothing like your, what you're doing and, um, and doing it. So, and just like a fun way, and it's not like too serious. So I, I really well, appreciate that. Thank you for saying that, because that is my goal just to show the fun, joyful, light aspects of Jewish life and not in, uh, you know, too much of an in your face way, but something that can also make it fun for your kids. And it is really wild to think 
it's, I guess, almost five years ago that we met. And now both of us have two kids. When we met, we both had just one. They were babies. I don't even know if they were old at that point. (laughs) Oh, my God. So crazy. Um, But I'm also just grateful to you. I remember also you encouraging me to attend in-person events. This was pre-COVID times, but, um, of course. <laughs> to, you know, get out there, um, and network with people and make connections. And I, I feel like exactly what you said, there's this wonderful community. Um, and especially during the past year and a half, two years almost of feeling isolated at times. I've also felt so connected, even though it's all been online and through social media, especially to this online mom community. Yeah, it's been such a great community to have, especially during this time. And I feel like, like what you said, going in person to, and it's a shame we can't do it as much anymore, but going in person, like, don't you think that's like such a great way to network and not only meet people, but to also grow your business? A hundred percent. And I'm happy to say there have been a few more in-person opportunities happening lately. (laughs) Uh, We'll see what, if that continues into the rest of the fall and winter, but in the absence of the in-person stuff, really just the connections and friendships that I have forged through primarily Instagram, but also through the blogging world um, have been so fulfilling to me. And it's been really cool to also, you know, inspire people through both of the pages. But in the last, you know, few years where a lot of in-person Jewish celebrations weren't happening, you know, people weren't going to temple or weren't doing Shabbat sing-alongs that they used to do with their kids, or weren't going to the Hanukkah party at their local JCC, or even at their grandparents' house that, you know, my parents usually host a big Hanukkah thing every year, and then that wasn't happening. So that was part of what inspired Jewish family magic. So the same, you know, for me that I could be said of the Jewish community, as well as like this mom community and Jewish family magic is sort of like the overlap of those two. It's like the Jewish parent community. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So I want to start at the very beginning because you've really, uh, uh, your story really inspires me because you started as a person who created this career path for yourself and came to like a screeching halt when you had kids and you really focused on being a mom. And then you created a brand out of both of those things in your life. So let's start from the beginning and tell me how you started your career. Sure. So it's not probably going to come as too much of a surprise, but Judaism has always played a really large role in my life. And I had a lot of different great Jewish experiences growing up, um, which has have influenced me both as you know a person and now the way that I parent. Um, and I have a prof- my professional background is in Jewish education. So before having my own kids, um, I spent a decade working as a Jewish educator with children and young adults in Hebrew schools and summer camps, Jewish day schools, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, and I, I, you know, loved being able to, like I said before, share the beauty of Judaism in a relatable way with other people, Jews and non-Jews alike, just being able to educate. And um, fast forward, I got pregnant with my older daughter who just turned five and we moved from Boston to New York right before she was born. And it just felt like I was starting this brand new chapter, new chapter as a new mom, a first time mom, new chapter living in it a brand new city. We moved to Brooklyn, New York and didn't really know anybody. Um, And, you know, Instagram has always been a place of inspiration for me. And around that time when 
Adina was born five years ago, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, kind of looking for Jewish parenting and lifestyle ideas. And I realized that I was hardly following any Jewish mom accounts on social media. And that was because there really weren't many Jewish moms on social media putting out that kind of content. And it inspired me to start sharing my own journey as a Jewish mom. And it just, you know, kind of happened organically, but it started with posts about my daily life with kids, what we were doing for Shabbat, Jewish holiday celebrations. And now it's been almost five years since I started, um, you know, right when Adina was a baby. And it's cool because there is a growing a growing group of Jewish living accounts on Instagram now. Um, and it's been fun to also see my own evolution of kind of sharing a lot of my baby's milestones every month to um, transitioning to the season that we're in now. My kids are now three and five and some of the different things that I'm doing with them um, to make them excited about being Jewish and make them proud of who they are. I love that. And I love that. Like, you don't even have to be Jewish to follow you. Like I have people that I went to high school with that aren't Jewish and they're like, oh yeah, I know her. I'm following her. And like, you just appeal to everybody because you're so relatable and you share so much about your life with your adorable family. And like, I love how you've kind of created this niche, but it's also for everybody. Totally. I mean, I think, (laughs) I think that's, you know, I love following accounts and people who are different than me, because I feel like I learned so much from them. And I know we might talk a little bit more about carving out your niche later on, but I think what's really an amazing opportunity on Instagram and social media in general is just being able to learn about other cultures, other faiths, um, other backgrounds through people's lives and people sharing their lives. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. You get a different approach and perspective and it's so important living, you know, in a global world. Thinking about that, like for you, how has motherhood really changed how you approach your career? It seems like it's so much in your DNA motherhood, like it's just part of who you are. But how would you say that has like really changed your career? Well, it completely changed my career because, you know, I, as I mentioned, was teaching at a Jewish day school. Um, At the time, it was outside of Boston in Waltham, Massachusetts. And when we moved, I had made the decision, at least, you know, for the beginning, maybe the first year or so, um, to stay home with my daughter. And I didn't know what that would look like. And would I want to get back into a more traditional nine to five? Do I want to go back into classroom teaching? I wasn't sure. So sort of that was a whole new experience for me. And I realized quite quickly that I wanted to explore, you know, an entrepreneurial path and a way that I could spend more time with my kids and also feel fulfilled professionally and creatively. And um, it's kind of easier, I guess, to see sort of hindsight 2020, you know, seeing different things that happen along the way and they feel very logical But at the time, I didn't have a crystal ball and I wasn't necessarily planning to, you know, make a career out of blogging or creating content or working with brands. But, you know, it now feels like such a natural step. Like I still get to educate people about Judaism, Um, you know, staying true to my Jewish education roots. I have a master's in Jewish education from the Jewish Theological Seminary and that really is just a core part of who I am. But I get to also do it through connecting as a mom with other moms. Um, And it's really the best of both worlds. 
You are amazing. You've been on Parents Magazine and Red Tricycle and Minder and Kosher.com. You're one of the New York Jewish Week's 36 under 36. Like you've accomplished so much. And also I'm sure like you probably say like having kids is a big accomplishment, but like, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment in the last five years of creating Ariel Loves and also Jewish Family Magic? Uh, that is tough. Definitely. You know, my kids, that feels like a very big accomplishment, but career wise, you know, you just mentioned some of the features and, and media that I've been in. And most recently I was featured in the November issue of Woman's Day magazine. So this Woo-hoo, month, that's I, when we're amazing. recording. I know the episode will come out later on, but, um, Yay. you know, I, I'm very proud, uh, to say that they did a full four page spread all about Hanukkah and, <sighs> Um, I wasn't expecting it to be as robust as it was, but they included a lot of different ideas and inspiration for people, um, recipes. Uh, I shared, you know, my latka hack, which is buying frozen latkas because ain't nobody got time (gasps) to fry them, or at least I don't. (laughs) Um, So hot tip, Trader Joe's latkas, whether or not you celebrate Hanukkah, definitely my favorite ones. And um, I'm very, you know, grateful to... Woman's Day and other mainstream publications um, for prioritizing, you know, inclusion and diversity in their publications because representation really matters. And I think that makes a, a big statement. You know, it's not just a corner blurb in the in the bottom of the page somewhere, but to see four pages of um, Hanukkah inspiration and content really means a lot to the Jewish community. And it means a lot to me, like being somebody who's raising kids that are Jewish, like that is so incredible that they're doing that and that you are able to share that with other people. And especially this past year or past couple of years, my God, with Black Lives Matter and, you know, um, the AAPI and all the things that we are fighting for, I feel like it's so timely that you are really standing up for anti-Semitism and all the things that have been going on. And it's sadly not talked about as much. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there was like a trend of Black Lives Matter and not that it should be trendy, but like it was something that was everywhere. And now nobody's really talking about the uptick in anti-Semitism. And I was so happy to see you really kind of stand up to that. So how are you handling that with your kids and (laughs) platform? I know it's so hard. (laughs) It's a tricky balance. And I think maybe Amanda and you too, Liz, can relate when it comes to social justice issues and having a public social media account, how to navigate that and, you know, how much to share. And it's certainly something I constantly think about. Um, But it's important to me, you know, to stand up for marginalized groups, even if it's not a group that I identify with. But um, unfortunately, like you mentioned, sometimes we don't see that reciprocated uh, and, there is the biggest rise in anti-Semitism um, right now. I mean, I read the ADL port, report, that's the Anti-Defamation yeah. League that came out earlier this year. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but they are jarring um, to it's see the, the yeah. number of incidents yeah, taking place and right in our backyard. I mean, we're talking about in places like New York, where there is a vibrant Jewish community, not just, you know, maybe in middle America, where maybe it's a small Jewish community, but the five-year anniversary of the Tree of Life shooting in Pittsburgh just happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, And that, you know, those incidents hit very close to home. I feel 
very personal, a lot of incidents on college campuses as well. So for all of these reasons, I think it's really important to speak out about it. Um, I wouldn't call my page or my account an activist page. That being said, when things happen in current events, I think it's really important to raise awareness and to also educate about what we can do to combat that. So, um, you know, as much as I love to share about my kids and my holiday decor and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the target fines that I'm getting, I think it's also important to speak up about social justice issues and anti-Semitism is one of them for sure. So I have to ask you, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? Mm. <laughs> Big one. Um, I know. I feel like it's a loaded question. <laughs> right. What would I wish that I knew? I think that, you know, things aren't always going to go the way that th- you expect them to. And um, you can't control how other people perceive you or your content. And that's okay. Um, you know, you also have to put content out there that makes you feel good and that you're fulfilled by and not just thinking about, oh, well, like, how many likes is this going to get? Or how much engagement is this going to get? Is this post going to perform well? Um, Should I, you know, I I always think about what hashtag should I use? And what time of the day should I post? But at the end of the day, (laughs) I know, I mean, (laughs) I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. That being said, at the end of the day, you have to feel good and confident about what you're sharing for you. And it has to, I think, make you happy. And you're not going to necessarily please everyone. And some posts might, quote unquote, perform better than others. Um, But yeah, you've got to also do it for you because it brings you joy. That's so true. And I see you always partner with such great brands that seem so authentic to you. Like, you got me so into the Tony's box because like, it's just something that your kids truly loved and I can tell. And then my kids oh, yeah. love it. And <laughs> I like, say, I saw you too. Yeah. And I saw you posted something about Michael's and doing crafts with them. And I like, I totally see like you're doing that. Like, how are you finding the brands that you're working with and like connecting to your audience? Like if they just come off so authentic. Oh, well, thank you. I think, Number one, I only partner with brands that are true to me and my family and that we truly love. So I'm not going to share a brand or a product that we don't actually use in our lives because that's just not going to translate. And I I wouldn't be able to authentically share that. Um, I think in terms of how the partnerships have come to be, it's interesting. I would say most of them it's a combination. Sometimes it'll come about by making a relationship with a brand, tagging them organically when you're using them and talking about, you know, the things that you like about it. And then maybe someone will reach out in a DM or in an email and the conversation can get started from there. Sometimes it's the other way around and a brand might reach out and offer that I could try out the product. Um, And if I love it, then we'll talk about deliverables and how I might share that with my audience. And Tony's is a great example of that. I hadn't heard of Tony's before, and it was right before Adina's fourth birthday, so a little over a year ago. And when I learned about this screen-free audiobook, uh, excuse me, audio box that played stories and music, I was like, this is the perfect birthday gift for her. She would love that you know, freedom also to choose which characters to put on and everything. So it gives her that independence. And 
Um, we built a relationship from there. It was Adina's fourth birthday gift. And, you know, almost a year later, it's been wonderful at different holidays or even her birthday this year to be able to gift her new characters. And as I do that, to be able to share that with my online community in an authentic way, because that's really what um, we're using and doing in our own home. Um, so I am grateful to all of the brands that I get to work with and that we, uh, my mission aligns with theirs and vice versa. So great. So I want to ask you some questions that we ask all of our guests and things that really apply to everybody and that are just something that are so fun. So I want to start with what have you done for you lately? You know, you probably have seen me talk about carving out time for you. I did the whole like 30 day month challenge. Of me. Yes. The month of me. And I actually have to be honest, I've kind of fallen off on that. I haven't worked out all week and I haven't done much for me. So I am looking to people like you to give me inspiration. So what have you done for you lately? Uh, I also need some inspiration to do it more often, but a few weeks back, I actually got to go to a bathhouse, which is in Williamsburg. Thank you, Liz, for telling me about it. Yes, we were supposed to go together over the summer and then it didn't work out, but I finally got to go. And um, that was just a great, you know, morning for me, carving out time for myself uh, without the kids, without my partner. And just having that me time. Of course, I'm not going to be able to go to a bathhouse or spa every day or every week, (laughs) but kind of carving out those moments, I think is really important. Even just meeting a friend for coffee or for lunch, um, having moments at home after the kids are asleep to sip tea or light a candle. Like they don't have to be these grand gestures, but I want to be doing more of that for sure. I think all of us can relate as moms. We do so much for everybody else. And oftentimes, you know, we get put on the back burner. So it's something I want to do more of. And I want to thank you for inspiring me with that month of May, because those were some great ideas that you were doing every day. Oh, thank you. Well, I need to go back into my archives and see what I did because I need to get back into it too. But maybe we'll have a bathhouse date and go get some massages and sit in some saunas and steam rooms soon. (laughs) I would love that. That sounds heavenly. And Amanda, you're coming too. (laughs) I'm totally coming. That's been on my list to go to forever, that spa. So now we have a reason. All right. So as you all know, we are obsessed with cheese boards and charcuterie, especially like this time of year, it's fall, good time, but we use that. I would say, what is your current obsession? What is on your cheese board right now? What's it looking like? What are you totally obsessed with? I love this analogy. (laughs) Number one, because (laughs) I love cheese boards. That's like amazing. Um, I was having a hard time thinking about this. And then in the beginning of the episode, and we were just logging on, I was having some trouble with the headphones that I was using that were plugged into my laptop. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to go grab my wireless headphones and see how those do. So that's what I've got in right now, my AirPods. And that is what I'm obsessed with. I don't know how I went so long without them being hands-free. It is amazing. Like having, you know, whether it's connected to my phone or my laptop or my tablet, I can do things around the house, listen to a podcast, have a conversation on the phone and, that is on my cheese board right now. My wireless head, headphones, my so AirPods. Good. <laughs> so good. I actually, I can relate. I have resisted the wireless headphones for so long because I'm just so cautious about any of that I kind hear of that. stuff. But like, I'm still yeah, in but at the same, 
I know, but at the same time, I, I, when I was going on my daily walks in my month of me, my husband's like, just put them in for the walk. And you know, it's, it's not going to hurt you for a few minutes a day. And oh my God, it felt like I was like in a different world and zoned out and it was really nice. (laughs) So I also want to ask you, what are your mom goals? So this could be your best tip or your mom hack. I know you already shared one of your greatest mom hacks lately, but I would love to hear if you have any others. Yeah, I was thinking about this one, something that I started doing more recently, and I don't always do, but is get my groceries delivered. Living in the city um, can be (laughs) even just something as simple as grocery shopping can be challenging. Some places don't have parking, so I'm not going to drive the car there, which means then I can only take back what I can carry. And I've got you know, a bunch of bags and I'm schlepping all these bags like the bag lady and it becomes a whole production. If I ever have one of my kids with me, forget it. Like I can hardly, you know, get anything done. But lately I have been doing grocery delivery and it is amazing. We'll do that for sort of most of the staples and then I can just run out and grab a few things in person if I need to. But I would say that is my mom goals, mom hack, especially if you live in the city. Um, If it's, 20 degrees outside, which it is getting colder out now. Um, Mm -hmm. Or even if you don't live in the city, uh, grocery delivery all the way. That is such a great mom hack. I feel like I took advantage of that during like the the depths of the pandemic. And I was like, we're just going to have our groceries delivered. We're not going to go anywhere. And now I'm like addicted to it. And it's, it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? That's what we started to <laughs> And it's so, I mean, I will say like, as my kids have never really been in grocery stores because of the pandemic, like mm. I, I just started reintroducing the grocery store to my son and it's so annoying and so much work, but it's something that like, it's good for him. So I, I mm. do go now and then with him and it's been such a difference, but I have to say my, my sister actually got like a little shopping cart toy for my baby. And I was like, she doesn't know what that is. Like she'd never <laughs> been to a grocery store. Avocado. Isn't um, it crazy though? Like, right? she, don't you she want to know what that avocado? <laughs> I know that's part of the problem with like, so how do you find issue. that with the delivery? That's tricky. That I think for, you for hit the some farmers produce. Market. Yes, Amanda, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You live right by a great farmer's market in Park Slope. So I'm sure that's uh, great. We love going to the farmer's market. It is getting colder. So I hope all of the booths and the stands stay out there. Um, but yeah, I would say we don't exclusively do the grocery delivery. And I do still go to the store for certain things. Exactly what Amanda is saying. Like you want to feel that avocado <laughs> yourself. Um, or we got all these bananas and they were completely green, which is fine. But I was like, I want a banana today. Um, oh, better than brown though, I will say. <laughs> better than brown. Oh yeah. But for sure, we what started as just sort of a pandemic hack has translated into like a life mom hack. Uh, that's a pretty great life mom hack. <laughs> Time. Are there any particular ones that you use? Um, we've tried a bunch of different ones. Uh, Whole Foods has a delivery service. I think I tried, I can't remember if it was Instacart or Fresh Direct, but it was nice because it picked things up from different stores. So there was, I don't know, a stop and shop uh, option or a Wegmans option. And it was cool because it gave me options that I wouldn't have gone to in person myself. Um, oh. But then, you know, nothing can really replace sometimes 
this might sound sad, uh, for the first question you guys had for me, what have you done for you lately? Occasionally just walk in the aisles of your Trader Joe's. Like, Uh. can that count as my me time carving out (laughs) me time for me looking at Trader Joe's? Um, so occasionally then, you know, I'll do that on my own. Cause I also just like seeing different things or seasonal stuff that they'll put out. Um, so definitely a combination, but I wanted to try, I think it's called thrive. Um, I'm addicted. It's so good. We get all of our like baking stuff, our cereal, like everything is from thrive. Uh, I definitely need to try that. We haven't done that. We usually do whole foods just cause there's one right here. Um, but yeah, I mean, 2021, what a, what a time to be alive. You can get pretty much <laughs> anything you need. And 2022 delivered <laughs> and 2022. That's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything we literally, we get everything from all the different vendors. Like we have thrive. We, we do misfits market. Do you know that one? Oh yeah. Are you still doing misfits? You- I am. So they changed their whole model and it's actually like they used to send you a box and you just get what you get. Now you can pick what you want and you only, you pay $30 minimum to get it shipped to you. So I just get all my groceries mostly from there. And then we do like a shop when we need to. That's so smart. I need to try that. I know you have a code. Um, I do. And I'll send it to you. I don't have it offhand though. And I can put it in the show notes, <laughs> awesome. but I also, I have to say I, because I'm not living near the farmer's market, like I used to in Brooklyn, we do have a farm delivery and that has been such a game changer. So I get, I'm like old school with the milk bottles at my front door. Oh, for the kids. wow. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That is old school, but like so amazing. So do you return the bottles every week? Yeah. So we, we empty the bottle. Sometimes we'll save them and we'll use them to like fill up water when we have guests over. Also mm. mom hack, <laughs> but we return them every week and then they send us a new one. So it's also sustainable, which I love. That's really cool. Oh my God, amazing. Well, awesome. So Ariel, this was so great. Where can, like, where can people find you? How can we, how can we get in touch with you? Probably the best and easiest way to find me is on Instagram at Ariel, A-R-I-E-L dot loves, L-O-V-E-S, and at Jewish Family Magic, all one word. And my website is Ariellovescom and JewishFamilyMagic.com. Amazing. I love that. Thank I you. I actually realized we never really went over what Jewish Family Magic is for those who don't know. Can you just give us an elevator pitch of what you are Absolutely. doing with Julie? Jewish Family Magic. Yes. So as I shared, we are a community platform to support parents with inspiration and resources to make Judaism come alive for their kids. And in addition to kind of featuring uh, individual creators and brands and accounts on our Instagram page, we also create these digital guidebooks around the major Jewish holidays. We've had three so far, uh, Hanukkah, Passover and the Jewish New Year, which included Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Simchat Torah. But in these digital guidebooks, parents are able to access 40 pages worth of content, honestly. It includes uh, resources about the holiday, if there's specific blessings, a little background on the story like Hanukkah 101, what the dreidel game is all about and how to play. And then it includes recipes, activities, crafts that you can do with your kids. They're all very kid-friendly. I would say geared towards ages two to seven. And then there's also just product roundups. If there's, it includes decor or other Judaica or things you might want for the holiday with easy to shop links. 
Um, for Hanukkah, I have a pajama roundup with a ton of Hanukkah pajamas people could shop. There's a music playlist that you can access, um, a book recommendation for a children's book list with easy to shop links, a screen time list, even with movies and um, episodes, links to YouTube videos for your kids to watch. So it's really got something for everybody. And it's like the one thing that, you know, if you wanted to do one thing for that holiday, it's in the guidebook. Um, and there's really something for everyone. So the Jewish Family Magic guidebooks are all available online. They're instant downloads that you can then keep forever. You can print them out. I know Liz has used them in the past and it's cool because then you yes. can use them year after year. And my son loves the recipes. And I have to say, we jam out to your Spotify playlist. They're so good. Yay. That makes me so happy. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ariel. It was so great to chat with you and we'll see you on the gram. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Amanda. You guys are mom goals. Thank you. So are you, mama. <laughs> this is awesome. That was so fun. Oh my God. It was so, so nice good. to talk to her. Had you known that much about her beforehand? Well, I've like briefly followed her a little bit, like a devil. And I always look at her for like inspiration around the holidays. But I mean, I know you're friends with her. So now I'm really like, I, you know, I'm, I wasn't super familiar with her. Yeah, she just seems to so do fun. it in like such a modern way. It's not like overload on like Judaism, if that makes sense. I know. It's very That's relatable. What I love about it. Yeah. Relatable. I know. It's Speaking like, of relatable, I feel like you and I have had like the most relatable, annoying mornings with <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting the kids out of the house. God. I actually put my pants on backwards today and dropped the kids off and wore my pants. I mean, granted their leggings are not jeans, thank God, but like I wore my pants backwards the whole morning and didn't realize until like 10 a.m. <laughs> well, no one sees your pants and they're only leggings. So I guess so they, have, they have pockets though. So it was a little awkward, <laughs> but I think it's good luck, right? Maybe. No, it's totally good luck. <laughs> what do you have going on the rest of the week? So look at me. I, the rest of the week is busy. I'm in city a bunch, um, getting ready to go away for Thanksgiving like everybody else. Oh my God. You're traveling again. You're never I know. here. I'd be, well, my parents live on the West coast. This is like the time to go see them with Isabella. Oh, we how are nice. looking for a house as you know, kind of so getting exciting. set up. So I'm doing that this afternoon. Yeah. Just like a bunch of errands. It never really stops. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same. It's just, right? it feels like it, it's such a whirlwind. It's Tuesday, but it feels like we've had a whole week and it's like Friday and oh, I yeah. still have so much to do. And I have lots of clients this week and then I have to um, have a photo shoot with you. How exciting. Oh, I know. That's right. We have that on Friday. <laughs> we have that on Friday. So we We're due. Yeah, we have so much to do. Biannual photo shoot. No, that's I right. Know. I forgot about that. So I basically it's so like, funny. got last week. I'm styling the whole thing. people for their photo shoots. And I completely forgot to style me. That's always what happens. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you can do that in your sleep. No, I know, but it's, you know, it's nice to have it prepared beforehand. So I was scrambling this morning, like trying to find something. Can we but... like talk about this? Our kids are so much better dressed than we are right now. I or know, at least I'll speak for myself. Fair. I know my kids, uh, they go to school and my teacher, the teachers are always saying, Oh my God, they're the best dressed kids in the school. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm showing up with my pants on backwards, but that's I mean, just, <laughs> that's part me. of I mom life, workout right? clothes. I'm I either know. workout clothes or glam. <laughs> all right. Speaking of which right. I got to go work out in my workout clothes. Cause I'm wearing, I got to go to pick up working out.
Love this episode of the podcast? Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to share it with a friend. Say hi to us on Instagram at Podcast, and follow me at The New York Stylist and Amanda at Amanda Mintz. See you next week.